this act of seeing another and bearing witness without fixing or minimizing, I think of it as soul seeing, it's a very simple practice. But I should warn you, that doesn't mean it's always easy. Even in its simplicity, it can still require a kind of courage that is the risk of vulnerability and caring for another. The risk of the pain itself, perhaps, that is feeling the pain with another, that courage to simply go there. This is the definition of compassion after all, just simply to feel with. This simple yet not easy act of showing up and feeling with was what sent three men with the curious names Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, these three men, to travel to see their friend, whose name was more simply Job. After they heard that their friend had lost everything. Job was for the most of for most of his life, however, the epitome of hashtag blessed. He had everything, an amazing wife, a amazing family, a great job, great friends. He was healthy. His life was really good. And on top of that, Job wasn't even a jerk about obvious blessing. He was kind and loving and generous until one day through no fault of his own, Job was actually, it turns out, a pawn in a cosmic bet between God and Satan, whole other story. But God, Job lost everything. His children were killed. His animals were killed. His wealth was destroyed. He became ill, covered in sores and ulcers. Job lost everything, except he didn't lose his friends. So these three friends, they heard about all he had gone through and they went to him. I imagine they probably each had lives and obligations and families. They were probably way too busy to take time off and they weren't even sure when they got there what they would be able to say or do, if it would be awkward, if it would be too much to handle how much pain he was in. He truly had lost everything, but they went anyway. And when they saw him, they, they barely recognized him. Loss changes us and grief reveals us. His friends met him, changed and revealed, and they grieved with him, allowing themselves also to be changed and revealed. They cried out with sadness and anger. They tore at their clothes, poured dirt on their head. These were the rituals of mourning, which if you have ever felt a deep and profound grief, you realize they actually can start to feel like they make a kind of sense. Seven days, his friends sat with him, the story goes. And in those seven days, his friends did not try to problem solve about what to do next. They did not try to tell him that everything was actually okay, that it wasn't as bad as it seemed. They didn't try to say that there was some kind of meaning or purpose behind it all. Actually, in those seven days, they didn't say anything at all. Beyond the tears and the crying out, they met Job simply with silence, sitting beside their friend, companioning him, feeling with him so that he would know that he was just not alone.
so that he could bear all of that pain. Bear it so that he could then make way for something new to happen. Healing, hope, transformation. I mean, there's really, there was no way to know for sure. There was only now the possibility. This simple but not easy act of companioning one another, bearing witness, is what we really mean when we talk about love. Simple but not easy act. It is courageous and tough. When our friend loses everything, we go to them. We grieve with them and we stay, and then we stay and we keep staying. We respond instinctively, which is not the same as automatically. It is an active choice where we keep turning towards the hardest parts and choose to go through it. We make the active choice to acknowledge that this going through is actually what it means to be human, to keep going, to keep showing up with this love, acting as its agent and its partner, trusting that the more that we offer it, the more we offer ourselves, the more love there is. To be clear, the sacrifice often required by this kind of tough love is not in and of itself the point and not to be confused with the good that this love is after. The role of sacrifice and suffering in love is complicated. You can trust we will be exploring this a lot more in the coming weeks. But for today, I want to say only that this love means never erasing yourself. This love means never erasing yourself, but instead it is a matter of finding yourself, finding yourself in the overlapping place where your wholeness meets another's wholeness. And in turn there meets the wholeness of life in the fullest possible sense. Sharon Welch calls this overlapping place of your wholeness, another's wholeness and life's wholeness the place of generative interdependence, by which she means the creative, dynamic energy where something more can be possible, that energy that is born by all of us going through it together. As an example, I offer the creative ways that we have responded in this last year to the pandemic, this experience of truly going through it together with no way out. There has been through all of this so much beauty, so much learning, so much discovery through all of this pain. And this too is what it means to be human. Tough love is the simple act of seeing and being seen in a soul way. And it is seeing like this that sees us all through. May it be so, and amen. I'm gonna turn now to our series song from Christopher Watkins Lamb and Melissa Monforti. It's a song about tough love. It's probably gonna be a new song for most of us, and so you probably won't be able to sing along, but there's a part in the song that's um, about, that invites a roar, and I just wanna encourage you um, and invite you to join me in roaring. I promise it feels really good. <laughs> 